Welcome to the Chiropractic United podcast series for August 9th, 2011. This podcast is brought to you by Chiropractic Biophysics Seminars. For more information, feel free to browse our website at idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. Again, to see how Dr. Fred can build your practice, browse to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by my company, PostureCo, developers of the, the award-winning Posture Screen mobile app, available on iTunes App Store. For more information, go there or to PostureCo.com, as well as find out information about our X-ray digitizing software known as PostureA. So now that you know that, let's get started. Okay, everybody, welcome to the August 9th, Tuesday night, Chiropractic United podcast. Uh, we're here with uh, Dr. Joe Ferrantelli from Posture Co. and CBP Seminars, and Dr. Fred Domenico from Elite Coaching. Yo. Myself, Dr. Deed Harrison uh, from CBP Seminars, and our special guest tonight is Dr. Billy DeMoss from California Jam and the DCS. All right, rock and roll. Billy. Rock and roll, baby. All right. Uh, tonight, what we'd like to talk about is a couple different things. We're going to introduce the, C- the CBP uh, annual conference that's coming up in September. And this is our 33rd uh, CBP annual conference. The annual was started by my uh, father, uh, unfortunately, who just passed away. But he started the, the CBP annual conference uh, back in the uh, 1980s and well, early 1970s, but or late 1970s, sorry, early 1980s, and uh, it's it's continued today. And, and uh, again, we're on our 33rd uh, annual, and it's going strong. It'll be September 23rd through the 25th at the Biltmore Resort and Spa in Phoenix, Arizona. And if you've never been to the Biltmore, uh, the Biltmore is an amazing facility. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright architectural design and layout. Very cool things are going to happen at, at the conference, and none other than Dr. Billy DeMoss is going to be speaking. And what I'd like to do, uh, Billy, is just uh, have you talk a little bit more about what you're going to present to the, the CBP doctors there at the annual on Friday. Now, I've got you down for just a, a general term called chiropractic principles meets chiropractic science and art. But can you give me some uh, nuts and bolts of what you're going to be sharing with the group there, Billy? I think it's all about the spizzerinctum, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> I want people to get excited about being chiropractors. Absolutely. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we can save people's lives and lengthen, I mean, obviously with the work you're doing with CBP, you're extending people's lives to quality and quantity. I think we should get excited and start yelling from the mountaintops and get all these people off dope and get excited about telling the story. Like I told the story tonight. I tell the story almost every night in one way or another. We did a pregnancy workshop tonight, and it's just so liberating to see that people are just coming to us. They're jumping off that sinking, sinking, stupid boat of medicine, and they're jumping into a wellness model, which at the forefront of that wellness model is proper spinal hygiene and, and posture and maintenance. And it's just like, to me, it's like, I'm really fired. I'm in a practice for 26 years, and you're, I can't believe that thing went on for 33 years in the annual. Time yeah. flies, bro. Yeah, but after 26 years of practice, I mean, I'm more fired up now, more freed up, more liberated, and I tell the story with both barrels, and people love it, man. Every once in a while, you're gonna get somebody that still wants to hang on to those old 
paradigms of the flat earth society. That's okay. They can hang on as long as they want. They can take their drugs. That's called Darwinian natural selection. Those people will be selected off the planet by just not being informed properly. So I'm just excited to get, you know, take some of the science and take some of the art and relate it to the philosophy and give the doctors just some fuel to just get excited to go tell the story from the mountaintop so they can bring massive amount of new patients into their office and we can start saving lives and everybody just has a just a grand time doing it. Yeah, that that's great, Billy. And and uh, before I turn it over to Dr. Fred and Joe, I've got a, just a couple other things for you. You know, since my father's passing uh, about three weeks ago, I've just been overwhelmed with with email messages and and notes from chiropractors on Facebook uh, from around the world. And you know, one of the not not one of them, but one the one of one of the common themes that the doctors would tell me in the emails. And this wasn't just one email and and one Facebook message; it was multiple. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. Basically, they said, you know, one of the things we we loved about your father, Deed, was the fact that he didn't take any bullshit and he called it like it is. Exactly. And and, and Billy, you do that a lot. So go for it. Tell us what you're really thinking. Well, I think when you get older, you know, like your dad was older. It's just like, you you, you know, when you're right. And it's like, you you don't want to see the bullshit anymore. And you got it like. Call people on their bullshit. And it's like in this profession, so many people are walking that line where they're trying to appease everybody. There is chiropractic and there is stuff that's not chiropractic. And I mean, you don't have to like argue with me about it. I know what's right and I know what's not right. I mean, Dr. Fred and I, Fred DiDomenico, we used to go to DE and that's where, I mean, I got transformed and I got dipped in chiropractic. And it's about the spine and it's about the nervous system. It's not about painting people's toenails or, you know, I, I'm big in nutrition and stuff, but that's not chiropractic. And I think it's important for people to to teach their people the other parameters of health. But again, I, I want people to know what a chiropractor is. And it's about allowing the body to express 100% of its potential by keeping the nervous system freed up from subluxation globally or segmentally, however you want to call it. But that's what chiropractic is. And I, I think your dad was pretty clear on that as well. And I saw your dad. I mean, I, I was just fresh out of LACC when I saw him, and he, like, kind of blew me away because he was – he's gnarly, man. It's like, this dude's – you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you know what, Billy? I mean, I, you know, we've been around together for over 20 years. And, you know, when you found the truth at DE, you know, the principle helps you know who you are. You know, we had another podcast on here, I forget who it was, I think it was with Brian Rutecki or whatever, and you got all these chiropractors searching, 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 trying to appease everybody, and they're the ones that are most miserable. You know, right. it gives you that identity to know who you are and who you're not. Right. The people that are in the middle, in the middle is not only where mediocrity is, but that's where the freaking misery is. Exactly. Like, freaking miserable. Like, you say and we say exactly what we feel. And, you know, the guys that are on here, you know, I mean, you know, CBP and Elite's hardcore spinal correction. So we're calling people out that say they're subluxation-based and saying, look, man, what are you doing on Monday? I know that you do techniques that, that fix the spine. You know, what's so, so it's not doesn't mean we're always well-liked, but that's what people are starving for. And one thing that I've always admired about you, man, was you made such a hardcore switch and you never once looked back. Because fact, you can't. 100 miles an hour. 
you can't look back once you see the truth, dude. I mean, yeah, who I wants know. to be a who wants to be just a back pain doctor? That's so friggin' boring, man. It's like it's like almost imbecilic to be a back pain doctor when you can really relate to the fact that you're allowing a body to express 100% its potential, but also you're preventing spinal degeneration and decay by making sure that the spine is properly aligned and maintained. I mean, to me, that is friggin' that that I get fired up about that. I don't get fired up about doing flexion distraction on some, you know, stinky ass person that's got, you know, polyester on. That doesn't excite me, any, you know, and we've all been there. At least I was there in the beginning. And if it wasn't for you and John that dragged me back to, to you know, DE, I'd probably still be in that medical, you know, allopathic. Now you would have shot yourself by now. Yeah, I would have. I would have shot myself or drunk myself to death, one of the two. Yeah, I mean. It, it, it was it's pure misery and it was like I was trying to be that doctor that LACC was trying to make us into that white coat professional and it wasn't until I went back to DE and I got freed up not only from a chiropractic expression but I got freed up and I was actually allowed to be myself for a change and not try to be some dude carrying around some black bag with a bunch of crap in it that I'm never going to use and it's just And that's what the thing is. I was just at Brian Kelly's inauguration this weekend, and there was a lot of students there. And I know I resonate really well with the students, too, because – well, most of the students, because I'm still kind of – I still have a bit of a young attitude, and I kind of like rock and roll. But it's – the schools are turning out just just horrific, horrific – it's not even chiropractic anymore. Uh, The kids don't even adjust. They don't even learn to adjust anymore. I mean, to me, that's why we need to – not only change the world globally with the you know health, but we got to get back to getting the, the right message in the schools. So I mean, I'm on like tomorrow night we have DCS here in the office. It's free for the students, and we get the students in here and we we corrupt them the right way, man. Yeah. So I don't so I don't have to do what I did, get out of school and flounder for two years and try to figure out chiropractic. They come here, and the ones that come to DCS are on fire, and they're the ones that get out of school, and they're the ones that always do the best because they they know what they are. They're not confused anymore. Yep. They have a purpose. Yeah, they have a purpose. Yep. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, student loans C- back. Yeah. yeah. Well, CBP is in six colleges now, dude. Well, the cool thing is, is uh, and I hope it's not not uh, too early to kind of announce this to, to podcast world, uh, but it's pseudo-official that we, we just got uh, the word that uh, – we we are preliminarily in Parker College now, uh, either in the fall or the winter of 2012. Uh, what so schools are you in currently? We're we're in Life West. We have two classes. We have a core curriculum class and a an elective class. We're in Palmer West as an elective if we can ever get the number of students uh, up and going. Some that school's uh, tough, isn't it? It's really tough and. And, you know, like sometimes we'll have just one student shy of the number required for the elective, and the electives dropped. Um, and then uh, we're in Life University. Okay. Uh, we're uh, we're what about in. Sherman? What's that? What about Sherman? We're not in Sherman yet, but I'm working on it. I'd love to talk to them and, and uh, get, get CBP in there because. Yeah, you don't have to talk to Dr. John Schwartzbauer. He's totally cool. He was at Cal Jam last year. We could hook you up with him. I mean, that should be a no-brainer. I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it because, you know, no, there's no technique that has the science behind it that CVP does. And especially if you talk about corrective care, 
we've got more publications and, and now independent trials are coming out uh, validating the early research that we did. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a consultant author on, on some of these papers, but it's just reconfirming the stuff that we found. It's, it's good, good stuff, you know. So yeah, and that's why I have you on CalJAPSTEAM, because you got the credentials. I mean, you're the most published dude in our profession. You got we got the ammunition right there because I'm so sick of these. Like I said this at the uh, the inauguration because I, I say what's on my mind usually. I'm going. It's like we got these teachers in these colleges now that don't even believe in chiropractic and chiropractic schools. And I go now. What if your kid was going to a Christian school and you had an atheist teaching him? Wouldn't that kind of yeah. like throw you off? And that's what we're allowing to happen in these schools. We got these dudes that don't have, they're chiropractors, but they don't have any faith in chiropractic. And then they say there's no research or science. I go, dude, have you even picked up a book? Have you looked anywhere? Have you read any Adid stuff? Have you read any of Chestnut stuff? Yep. You know, it's just like, I don't know why they're so resistant to the fact that chiropractic actually helps people. You know, they want all this science to prove it. But look at all the stuff that medicine yep. does that there's no science at all for. Why don't they go really after those people? Because, I mean, I have no doubt. I, I have total certainty in what we do in our practice. Because after 26 years and all the clinical experience that you get, it's there's, it's a no-brainer. How many yeah. kids do I have to get off their inhaler? Yeah, amen. And, and we, yeah. when we have that, you know, Billy, like I think I, we had a Facebook uh, chat on this. You know, even when we do have the evidence, they don't classify it as evidence because it's not the evidence that they want it to be propagated. Exactly. It doesn't, yes. Well, you know what else part of the problem is, too? You, you know, I mean, I remember getting immersed in my practice, and you're treating patients, treating patients, and the research is out there, but it's amazing what chiropractors don't know about their own research. You know, like, do you think people know what the chiropractors know, the stuff that, that uh, Deed is putting out there? I mean, and that's one thing. We have PowerPoints with all that stuff, new patient workshop that shows, heck, there's more freaking medical research that supports posture and organs and spinal curves. I mean, even freaking surgeons know you have to put a curve in the neck before you fuse. So the problem is also is within the practicing doctors that they're not out there reading this stuff, and that's why we have Chiropractic United, so you don't have to look that, that far. And you, there's yeah. all kinds of freaking ammunition you can have that right. weren't spilling out into the profession. So a lot of the chiropractors need to wake up, too. Of course, and that's the thing. That's why I mean, that's why I do DCS, and that's why I do CalJAM, because it, it's a chance for people to come and go to get CE and learn some stuff that they can actually utilize and stuff that's going to propel them to higher degrees of success. And I mean, it's just what I was kind of going after was these teachers, though, that are in these colleges that they should have the time to read the research. If they're going to be popping off that there's no research to document and substantiate corrective chiropractic care, they got to be doing they got to be reading that stuff. But I mean, even at LACC, they had a teacher there that was actually doing research to prove that cervical adjustments weren't safe. Get that bitch out of the college, man. Why are we paying these people to promote anti-chiropractic stuff? That's why we need to take over our profession and kick all these people out. Tell them to go to medical school. Tell them to get the hell out. I'm just over it. Because we know, you know, that what we do works. Why do we have all these people that are trying to bring us down, all this baggage that is just destroying, trying to destroy our, this, this is the most amazing profession. Yep. And hey, real quick, guys, 
I totally agree with the thing said. And here's the trouble for me right now. We're really working hard to try to get in uh, LACC, which is you know Southern California University of Health Sciences now, and and we're always begging on them because of some of the things that that are being done there that are perceived by by the chiropractic professionals out here in the real world as anti chiropractic, and and we'd really love to get CBP technique in there. But it's got to be congruent with their school, and CBP technique is is sometimes it's it's not really congruent because here it is it's saying long term corrective care it's X-ray the spine. If you don't X-ray, you don't see what the spine looks like. So you, hey, D, let me tell you something. You know what the college is like? They like money. Yeah. So here's what we do. I got probably about. 60 kids coming here tomorrow night from LACC. If they all go to school and say, hey, we want CBP in our schools, I can get it done. Also, uh, another thing is that they also want referrals to their colleges. They want more students there. That is going to be a stipulation. If you want me to start referring, because the thing is, when we do CalJAM, we're going to turn people, because it's going to be open to the general public in the next few years, we're going to get people that are going to want to be chiropractors in droves, and I'm only going to send them to colleges that are congruent with my way of thinking. So if LACC wants referrals, these are the things that we want. we got to start calling some shots. we got to start stepping up to the plate with a lot of these colleges, and that's why I go to the colleges and speak. I go there and I have an influence with the students because the students are the ones that are paying the tuition, and if the students are demanding this stuff, that shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially I, if it's just an elective. What the hell else do they got to get? And then we get people like me calling. I'm an alumni there. And if they want alumni money and support, then they, maybe they should listen to some of the alumni. But I'm not going to give them a friggin' dime right now because their curriculum is so screwed up. Yep. Totally agree. And, and that's why really like a lot of the schools that CBP supports, it's really the schools that offer CBP as an elective. It's it's the Lifes. It was the former Cleveland, now Parker. And then we have uh, we have the University of Quebec and Three Rivers. And so really, that's what we tell our doctors. We say, look, if you're going to support a school, support a school that's consistent with the technique that you practice and the philosophy that you believe. Right. Yeah. Right. Not an anti-chiropractic school is what right. it is. Right. right. What about New Zealand? Are you in there at all? Well, I was I was just supposed to go over there and speak with the new president where uh, Brian Kelly left. And, and Brian's the one that set it up for me. But damn it, it was just a few days after my father passed. And I had so much stuff going on that uh, uh, Dr. Eric over there gave me uh, an opt-out because of my father passing. And I, I told him that uh, I'd take it only on the condition that I could come over there and and speak again at their lyceum and talk to them about getting CBP in the school. So that's on the agenda. And well, I, I'm going back in November if you want to come with me. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to be in Australia in November doing a couple conferences, and so it's nothing to shoot right over. You know, it's you know five six hours, but I can do it when you. Nah, go. it's only two hours. No, from Australia to New Zealand. Oh, it depends on what part of Australia you're in. Yeah, though. yeah that's right. Um, we're in, I was just down there for Parker. I was that we were Jane and I were down there. We were supposed to fly to New Zealand afterwards, but we got sooted out by the volcano. Uh, when when are you going in November exactly? Uh, oh, Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay. That's hey, same weekend. Yeah, I'll be there. So maybe we can. Uh, I can talk to Eric. Is like one of my closest bros. I mean, if I tell him you're coming down, he won't have any qualms about it. Okay. All right. Well, let's try to arrange that because I owe him one for giving me uh, 
the time that I needed mentally to kind of wrap my head around. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. you don't have to explain. You don't have to explain, as we say. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, guys, let me really quickly kind of shift to the annual again, Fred. Uh, you're going to be there, and you're going to be the the lunch sponsor at the CBP annual. Uh, do you know what you're going to be talking about uh, this time? Well, I think what I was uh, going to do was um, give that workshop that we give, you know, that doctors would give to their new patients that show the research. You know, we Deed and I created a new patient workshop, man, that when you give this thing, patients can't say no. And the doctors that are already using it have noticed that more of their new patients are converting and signing and prepaying. I mean, this thing is phenomenal where... You know, it handles every objection, and uh, you sit in the audience as you go through this thing, and people just line up. And so I want to show them how to give that and convert more people into corrective care. Can I go, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? You know what? Actually, what we should do is on the air to all the listeners out there, we should just uh, give Billy D a, a copy of that, Fred. And, and yeah, that's what I was going to say, Billy. You'll check it out, man. And people line up. I mean, it's it's got right. the studies that just you just go through this, and people are like, okay, I get it, man. It's and most of it's medical studies. Yeah, where right. medical doctors are going, you're going to freaking die. Where it says subluxated posture is associated with a shortened lifespan. Right. You know, it's, it's the best class that I've ever seen. And, you know, I have to say, Fred, because, you know, you used uh, some portions that Deed and I originally did, you know, years ago. When I heard you give the class and you use some of the slides that, that Deed and I have taught for like a decade, and I'm like, I can't believe that he's teaching something from my slide and I'm learning something from my own slide that I never even thought of. You know, and it was just the most powerful workshop that I've, I've ever heard. You know, you did a fabulous, fabulous job with that. Yeah, we got another one, Billy. We just, Deed and I just created another pediatric one that is freaking mind-blowing with studies from the American Academy of Pediatrics totally dogging on pediatric practice and how kids are being hospitalized from normal pediatric practice. And that's yeah. another mind blow. I think that's what, that one's even more powerful. Well, so how do we get a copy of those? I'll, I'll give them to you at the annual. Yeah. yeah. And I have to till the annual? Well, I can get them to you uh, earlier. I, <laughs> I'll get them to yeah, them earlier. I got have to clean Don't up. Don't talk that. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I got to clean them up first. Yeah. Well, the only one that needs cleaned up is up. <laughs> yeah, guys. The only one that needs cleaned up is the pediatric one. Now, since we're on that topic, before I I ask Joe a couple questions, Billy, I, I know you've been all over this topic chiropractors not wanting to adjust kids how you know what my you know what my quote is for that yep if you don't see kids you what you suck, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah in fact at the at the seminar this weekend i said it I, I and i didn't even answer i go if you don't see kids and everybody in the audience said suck so yeah it's, it's catching nice. on that's that's great, man. That's good. Because then I didn't say it, so I can't get in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Joe, uh, you're going to be at the annual this time, September 23rd through the 25th, and I've got you down as a speaker. Yeah, and, and you probably put something down in uh, technology. What am I supposed to be talking about? Well, yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing that, I mean, I've got you down for a tech topic, 
but I would like you to expand on this. I mean, essentially, you're down for advances in technology that improves the efficiency and accuracy of subluxation analysis. So you, can you tell the, the audience out there listening to us, what in the hell does that mean? Well, I... <laughs> I can only go a little bit into this because, you know, of course, unless I'm going to have you sign a non-disclosure because I can't share all my secrets with you. But obviously, I'm going to have some new things to show that um, many of you, well, nobody else has seen, but, you know, besides you, Deed, um, with technology to improve the, the patient flow in an office from screenings to inside the office. But we're going to have some new advances in our X-ray digitizing system, which is called Posturay. Um, just for instance, with kids, as you know, people that have been to the pediatric seminar, we actually were the first ones. Am I, am I correct with saying this, Steve, that we're the first ones to actually have age-related normals for segmental angles extrapolated from all the, the past research? Am I correct in quoting that? Yes, as far as I know. And so we've incorporated that into our x-ray digitizing system. And the, what's powerful about that is not just documenting your x-rays. I mean, you know, people, we're supposed to be documenting x-rays anyway. It's the ability to improve your practice because every patient that leaves your office, whether or not you have a traditional x-ray unit or a, a digital x-ray system, will have true reports that are reports of findings that go home with a patient explaining like a mini care class what subluxation is and where their spine is compared to normal. So when they go home to the spouse who, for some reason, really didn't make it into that report of findings, they have something to share with their spouse and share something with their um, their neighbors. And it really does build the practice. And I've been working with uh, Dr. Fred on doing some some different ideas on how to improve our like our posture screen app to have different protocols of care. Um, with it as far as not, not so much the mirror image exercises that, that we're going to be doing with it eventually, but as far as capturing certain data to make day ones much more effective or if you're at a screening to make uh, much more uh, patient interaction. And I have some things that I can't share yet because I have to uh, um, get them approved But because uh, I'm uh, working some licensing uh, deals but as far as if everything goes well, I'll have something pretty big to show as far as outcomes with using posture. And our comparative reports are coming as far as um, you'll be able to, well, I can't, I can't go too far into it, otherwise I won't have too much to talk about. But let's just say that there's going to be some things there that nobody else has seen but you, Dean, and also Fred has seen some things. Joe, can yes. I say something about the posture screen? Absolutely. Okay. I, we were using it this year at the fair, and we are killing it. It's our best fair ever. The thing that I like about it is it's fast. It's I mean, we used to do the EMG out there. This thing blows it out of the water. It's People can see it. It's more applicable to what they understand. It's an amazing tool as a screening tool, and we've been using it in the office with all the pregnant people that we can't x-ray. So I just wanted to thank you for that, and I can't wait to hear about your digitizing of the x-rays because we're getting digital here in the next couple weeks, so I will be speaking to you about that soon. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, that means a lot coming from you, Billy, and I have to say... But we're having the best fair screening ever that that we've ever had. That You know, that's awesome because, I mean, you're you're killing it. I think it's because it's so fast. Well, and it's so easy to explain. That's well, the reason why. Well, I'll give you guys a little. I'll give you guys a little hint on one of the features that's coming out with it. 
Um, Apple's rele releasing the new version of the iPhone as well as the new version of iOS, which is the operating system for it. And I literally am under non-disclosure with Apple, so I can't release too much figures. But as far as there is something called AirPlay that's out now with iPhone and with an Apple TV, you'll be able to stream different aspects of the uh, your screening in real time to a digital display like a, a big 46-inch LCD uh, yeah, screen. Yeah, that's what we're, we were just thinking that. Yeah. That would be so amazing. Well, you'll be able to do that. And, you know, as far as I'm going to be debuting a little bit of that at the um, the Florida Chiropractic Association. I have a booth coming up in, in it's about two and a half weeks down here in Florida. I'm going to be showing we're going to be there some. Too, bro. Oh, you will be. Well, Jane will be there. I'm going to be in Colorado. Wonderful. Well, uh, definitely come by. Um, I'm going to be showing some bits and pieces of that. It, it will be able to be released hopefully by the time the annual. It depends on when Apple releases it. But uh, we're going to be having some things to where you'll be able to do, use your iPads and do screenings, and it will be showing the results on the, the screens without having wires tethered from your iPad, which is going to be Perfect. truly remarkable. Right. I and, love it. And it's going to definitely, there's a lot of things that I can do with the iPad that were only able to be done with desktop computers only a few years ago. So I got a lot of things in a pipeline, and I'm just waiting for Apple to approve a new update just came out today that uh, did some, some tweaks. And I have some things like uh, you'll be happy to know, um, uh, Fred, I've been working on a stress survey uh, with the app as well, too, um, using some of uh, the things that, that you taught me as well. And uh, some people are going to be really happy on that, especially with some of the advances on uh, Posture that uh, we're working on diligently. My programmers hate me right now because I have them burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. You nice. know, that's awesome. So that's enough about the annual, this, this uh, podcast. So, Billy, uh, let me just uh, ask you. I mean, we've got the uh, California Jam coming up in February 2012. Yep. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? 24th, 25th, and 26th. It's going to be sold out this year. I can almost guarantee it. With We're just traveling around the globe. We're leaving for Spain and Europe uh, in a couple weeks. We're going to be promoting over there. We were in Australia promoting. We're going to New Zealand. We're promoting uh, with the whole Facebook thing. I mean, there is no way we're not going to sell that place out. So I'm just trying to encourage people, rather than waiting to the last minute to buy your tickets now because they're cheaper now. And the other thing that people don't realize is reserve seating like a concert. So the longer you wait to procrastinate, the more the expense of the tickets will be and the more you're going to be sitting in the back or way in the rafters. So mm -hmm. uh, it really helps us out, as you know, when you're putting on a seminar to know how many people are going to show up so you can be properly prepared. Plus, also, trying to get tickets out at the last minute is also a nightmare. So we would really appreciate, because we're really trying hard to get our whole mission with CalJam is to make it so it's going to be a, for the general public eventually. In fact, this will be the first year that we're going to actually offer general public admission because we want people in the world, we want to fill a stadium with not only the best speakers in the world like you, Dr. Deed, but we also want to bring some good talent and music in so they can come and hang out at a huge health and wellness music festival so they can get the finally get the friggin' big idea. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, over, it. I'm yep. over people taking dope and I'm over people sticking needles in kids, injecting a bunch of aluminum and, uh, you know, viruses growing on human fetuses. I mean, what are people thinking? It's like lunacy and the world is spinning out of control. 
And I think if we just get a chance to get like 50,000 people and get Dr. Deed up there and get Chestnut up there and maybe put up a little John Mayer or some ACDC in the middle there to keep people motivated, I think it could be a cool festival. And then we could bring out... We could have people standing in lines to have their postures all checked by posture screen, and then we could show it all on the Jumbotron over, like, U2 playing. What do you think, Joe? I, I love it. And as a matter of fact, I was thinking, you know, Billy, I believe my my app debuted at Cal Jam this past year. I believe well, that's it was, cool. Yeah, I believe it was the first uh, the debut there. there, And uh, it was either Parker or yours, whichever came first. I can't remember. No, Parker was before us. Okay, so I debuted at, at Parker. Then um, I have to say, it just uh, you know, props on your your seminar because I tell you what, I, it's not a I seminar; t- it's an experience. Experience. Joe. Well, you know, it was the best and most fun I think I've ever had. You know, with your clothes on. Exactly, and you know. <laughs> We had a great time, and, you know, Deed, I have to say that that was one of the best presentations I heard you do, especially that it was your PowerPoint had some issues, and you kept going like a, like a champ. I don't know many other people that could have done what you did. That was a He's probably awesome. never done that presentation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure Billy set me up just to see what I was made of to test. Yeah, yeah, it was all me. It was actually friggin' Tim O'Shea that was, like, stressing out having to have his computer back there that <laughs> it all up. I almost dropped an F bomb, but I didn't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, this this year, uh, hopefully, we can work it out. We'll talk with um, MJ about this if she's listening. There, we'll get. Uh, we'd like to get Fred with Elite down next to our booth uh, with CBP and, and Joe there this time. So, Fred, I, I hope you're going to be the Cal Jam this year. Yes, Fred, yeah. Fred can't uh-huh. handle it. Fred's old. Fred yeah. has to yeah. stay home. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Yeah, you better not come to the party, though, Fred. Yeah, you know I hate parties. Deed, you were classic at the party last year. I was, I was stoked to see you show up fully dressed with the wig and everything. That was great. Yep, hey man, I love, I love that kind of stuff. People think that people think I'm an uptight researcher, man, but I, I like to let go occasionally. Yeah, people think I'm an uptight researcher too. (laughs) I've heard that about you, Billy. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. It's like. That's one of the things I try to stress to chiropractors, too. You know, it's okay to have fun once in a while, too. It's like, you know, and it was an amazing party afterwards where people were actually having some cocktails and dancing with everybody. And it's good to hang out with chiropractors, man. It's like, I don't understand all these guys that stay on their little islands and they yep. live in their little caves and never come out and hang out with anybody. It's like, how boring. It's kind of, like, I think, Fred, you said a long time ago, and it's always stuck with me. How boring would it be to be like hanging out with attorneys? Remember when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we loved about going to CE. Any fun? What's yeah. that? Attorney seminars aren't any fun. And I think you dropped an F bomb when you said it, though. But I didn't throw that well. attitude in there. <laughs> we've kind of, as we've gotten older, we've got more tame, huh, Fred? Yeah, you think? <laughs> you know, you know what's kind of funny with this? You're, you're, you've been domesticated. You think? Yeah, I think so. My testosterone levels are going down as I get older. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, our oh, deed, whoever it was. Yeah, real quick, uh, so we don't take the podcast listeners too long on this one. Uh, Dr. Fred, do you have in, anything, uh, uh, closing remarks before I dive into a couple research papers? Well, uh, you know, I would just say, Billy, you rock and roll, man. You know, you had a vision. You have a vision. You're doing it. You're traveling around the world, man, and you you have no fear. And uh, I think 
more than yeah the principle is an awesome message and the the beingness behind it and the spirit behind it that you show everybody i think is is just as big of a message of the principle of chiropractic is approach it with passion man live what you preach and that's what you're doing and you're taking it around the world and uh my hat's off to you for that yeah and if it wasn't for you and john I'd still be wearing that white coat, carrying that little black bag around. So I really want to thank you guys from you know, the bottom of my heart. It, it's kind of funny. You know, Billy, you, you bring that up. You remember the first time we did a podcast in the beginning of this year and Fred was down. Fred, you were at we were, you were down here at my office because you're my coach. And I had I guess I don't know how it came up that we had already we were getting ready to uh, go out to your, your uh, to Cal Jam. And I said, Fred, do you know who this guy is? And you just looked at me like, yeah, I know a little bit about him. And, <laughs> and, and it was the funniest thing because cool. I, I didn't put two and two together. So it was just the funniest the reaction. He's like, yeah, I know Billy. You might want to ask Billy if he knows me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go way, way back. Yeah, well, you know what, Billy, man? It's you... a good time, though. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, you know what? Your message is pure. You give it with no fear, and that's why you're doing what you're doing. So yeah. that's totally awesome, man. And, you know, like I said, the older we get, we don't give a, you know what, a crap about what other people think, and that's why you're magnetic. Right, right. So, so just I want to let the listeners know that we got 16 of the best speakers in the world. We've got uh, two rock, three rock and roll bands, uh, and, and we got a party. We have a black tie gala. It's 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 and it's all five star. It's in a five star performing arts center. It's in the most exquisite setting possible because I want to take chiropractic. I want chiropractors to feel better about themselves. I'm sick of having and that Biltmore is dude. That is like the, one of the sweetest hotels ever. Yeah. And I love that place too. Yeah. I mean, that's high class. That's what chiropractors need to do. They need to pull themselves out of the gutter. They need to feel totally like they're in the best profession in the world. They need to feel so good about themselves. They got to raise that level of self-esteem. If we're going to go out and save the world, we can't have any more low life, you know, bottom dwelling chiropractors. I mean, I'm, leave those guys behind, but we're going to, the rest of us are going to take over. We're going to take charge and we're going to save the planet. Awesome. Amen. And Amen. That's it, man. You know, that's exactly why, you know, I personally chose the Biltmore when I inherited CBP was because I, I want chiropractors to understand we are the best. We can be the best at what we do. And, and you should be successful. That's right. We, we can make money at the same time. If, right. if we put the needs of the patient, the needs of the one first, the money comes. Right. Okay, so it's now time for uh, the research articles of this podcast, and so this is where I put on my research hat. I got a couple cool papers I quickly want to summarize, and I hope that I can shock you guys and bring up some things that you haven't seen or heard before or read before. Uh, the first one comes from the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, uh, July 6, 2011. The title of the, uh, the paper is An Estimate of the Global Reduction – in mortality rates through doubling of vitamin D levels in the blood. Now, this is a, a basically a, a modeling study 
that looks at all the data that's been done recently on vitamin D serum levels and different diseases and then increasing vitamin D levels and the improvement in different health and conditions that we've seen. So it's a theoretical model where they're looking at what would happen if we doubled the, the level of vitamin D in the blood, and that's 25-hydroxy vitamin D. It's called 25-OHD. Essentially, it's vitamin D3. If we double the vitamin D3 that's currently found in the average person in the world today from 54 to 110 uh, yeah, in terms of the blood levels. So what they, what they go through in their, uh, their study is they say, look, vitamin D-sensitive diseases that are present due to low levels of vitamin D account for more than half of global mortality rates. And these big ones that are killing people are uh, cancer, respiratory infections, respiratory diseases, uh, tuberculosis, diabetes, those are the big ones. And then additional vitamin D sensitive uh, diseases that account for another two to three percent of global mortality rates are Alzheimer's, uh, just elderly falls where you break your, your hip. And what happens when somebody gets a fracture is they just go downhill dramatically and they die within a few months. And then meningitis, Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease, uh, maternal sepsis, uh, maternal hypertension, and then um, multiple sclerosis. So using a, an extrapolation, using a model, they found out that they can reduce the rates of these different diseases from – uh, approximately 17.3% down to 7.6%. So we're talking about uh, about a 2.5% or 2.5 times reduction in the mortality rates from these different diseases. And they go on to conclude that increasing the serum vitamin D levels would seem to be the most cost-effective way to reduce global mortality rates from these diseases as the cost of vitamin D is very low and there are, are few adverse effects from the oral intake of this, okay? And basically they go on and they kind of rip on the modern medical kind of uh, processes that people are going through through these diseases. And so if you think about cost effectiveness, let's be realistic. Taking your goddamn shirt off and getting in your shorts for 20 minutes a day with no sunscreen is pretty damn cheap, right guys? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're just letting it swing in your backyard there a little bit. Well, swing? Yeah. Or maybe in your front yard, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's article number 1 and and really people got to take that to heart, you know. It, don't sunblock your kids every time they go in the sun. Now, if they're going to be out there for, you know, 20 to 40 minutes and that's it, then take their shirt off, put them in a pair of shorts, and let them be in the sun. Give them some sunlight, you know. And and the studies are just overwhelming now on vitamin D, reduction in global mortality rates. Then the second paper is really more of a, a CBP-type uh, orientated paper. Uh, this one is a little different, and it's where I want to caution doctors from doing corrective care in, in uh, certain spines. This one uh, just came out in the journal Spine 2011. It's uh, volume 36, number 17. It's on their online edition, not in their print edition. It's uh, online pages 
1,134 to 1,139. And it's called Preoperative Evaluation of Cervical Spondylotic Myelopathy with Flexion and Extension Magnetic Resonance Imaging. Very cool paper. What they did is they took 50 patients with cervical spondylotic myelopathy, uh, both uh, long track signs as well as uh, non-long track signs. So we've got you know cervical radiculopathy, but we've also got signs and symptoms affecting the lower extremities, affecting gait and balance, etc. Now we we know that many of these people have altered posture and altered cervical curves, but they were they were let go too long. They've had this for years, for decades. They didn't see a corrective care chiropractor. And hell, they most of them probably didn't even see a chiropractor. And now they've got degenerative stenosis so bad that no matter what position you put them in, they're going to get long track signs and they're going to get compression extension symptoms. And this paper goes through these 50 subjects and looks at their MRIs, both in uh, extension and flexion compared to neutral. And it, it says in many of these cases, uh, hyperextension increases the number and the amount of compression levels acting on the spinal cord and contributes to these long track signs with cervical myelopathy. And so I just want to caution the corrective care chiropractors out there you got to be careful. You got to take these people that have uh, cervical spondylotic myelopathy. You got to get an MRI. Let's do flexion extension evaluation and let's make sure that the curve corrective procedures that we're going to pursue are safe as well as effective for the person. We got to be safe first. And there are extension traction positions that we can put these people in that will not compromise their central nervous system and their brain stem. You might have to do distraction while we do a traction force on the neck. You might need to do the posture pump uh, type setup because it doesn't do hyperextension. You might need to start these people on a pediatric dental roll, you know, but you got to first make sure that what you're doing is safe for the person's spinal cord and brainstem. After all, it's not just about getting the correction. It's about making sure that the person's spine can handle the correction because these people were let go for too long. And this is really why we want to get the kids under care, get them corrected early, and get the, the adults immediately after some kind of trauma, get them under chiropractic cares, so they're not these types of people. So that that's the second article, gentlemen. Yeah, and I wanted to say one thing, Deed, is that uh, this is along the lines with uh, what Dr. Desai, the, uh, the neuroradiologist that's going to be at the annual, since I worked with him for, for many, many years, He's an expert on this, and uh, I mean, we have, I mean, that's what he used to do is flexion extension MRIs. Uh, he used to do all my reads, and uh, pretty powerful stuff with it, an imaging center that does that, that type of uh, uh, protocol, and it definitely opens your eyes on what to do and what not to do and what to be careful on, and then just, you know, it doesn't say you can't do corrective care. It says the type of the application of how you do it, you need to be careful on. Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, Dr. Billy D. and Dr. Fred, final comments? Go ahead, Billy. I just want to say I love everybody. Is that okay? Absolutely. Thank you. All right. I love you guys, too. Love you, man. And Jane loves you guys, too. And we love Janie. Nice uh, nice kitty on there, too. And then make sure everybody comes to Cal Gym. Got to work some of these guys to get a little philosophy in them, too. 
you have the science and the art, but you got to have the philosophy too. It's absolutely true. One uh, final thing I'll say is I just got an email from my dad or uh, from a doctor in London who was commenting on my father's passing. And he, he wrote this story about the last time I took my dad over to London to present in about uh, 2005 or so was my dad's last trip. And it was a packed house. We had a great turnout. But there was this young chiropractor kind of pitching my dad some shit about uh, you know, some of the things my dad was saying about chiropractic philosophy, and we were going through some upper cervical work and some miracle stories, and this guy was just going on and on and on. And my dad— punch him? What's that? Did your dad punch him? Well, here's what he said in front of the whole group. He's up there speaking. He goes, if you keep up this shit, he goes, why don't we step out in the hall after the break and we'll settle this like men? And <laughs> So he called this guy out in front of a seminar, and the guy loved it. He laughed about it, and then afterwards, he and my dad went out. And when I started speaking, and they had a you know a conversation for over an hour, where my dad explained to him why the philosophy of chiropractic was consistent with the current science and the art, and that this guy had been uh, you know kind of taught the wrong thing in chiropractic college. And to yeah. this this day, this guy, you know, he said, I, I owe your dad a, a huge, you know, debt of gratitude because I wouldn't be the chiropractor I am today if it wasn't for him calling me out in front of a seminar. Yeah. Yeah, your dad. Yeah, your dad saw. Yeah, he saw true miracles in his practice deeds. So, I mean, it's some things that if we only have a fraction in most offices of one case that your dad had, I mean, he truly had miracles happen. So. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, I also think it's important for people to know, you know, your dad was the only guy that put math and physics to figuring out how the spine really worked. And, you know, we talked about this. It is kind of partial eulogy or whatever at the elite seminar in Vegas last weekend. But when you see somebody that that's committed, man, they think that you're a technique guy, Deed, and they think that your dad was a technique guy, but you're not a technique guy. You're a philosophical principle guy that wants to change the world and teach people how to fix the spine, man. You know, they think your dad was just a smart mathematician chiropractor, but the dude was the most principled guy that came from love, the love of the profession that he wanted to pave a new road for chiropractors in the future. And that's the road that we're driving on. So tons of, tons of respect. And honor goes to him and for you and for you, Billy, where you get the marriage between, you know, the principle and the philosophy and then an application that will actually change the profession. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I think that summarizes it, guys. Uh, to the listeners out there, I know we kept you a little bit long tonight, but hopefully it was entertaining, educational, and you enjoyed it. Uh, check us out at www.chiropracticunited.com. And let's check Billy D out at what's your website and Facebook page, Billy? Caljam.org. Nice. You can Keep go it to, simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Or, D, or you can go to Facebook.com backslash DCS Caljam. Right on. Or you, right can on. Face, you can Facebook Billy DeMoss, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, thank you very much for the time tonight. Enjoyed it as always. Billy, thank you very much. Dude, I love you, man. I love you, man. (laughs) 